Voice of Fintech. Welcome to Voice of Fintech, a podcast mapping out the Swiss and global fintech scene, connecting fintech enthusiasts with startups, incubators, accelerators, business angels and VCs, and incumbents interested in partnerships. Voice of Fintech will help you navigate the fintech ecosystem. Here you can listen to the startup founder stories, what investors and incumbents are looking for when dealing with startups, and find out more about resources provided by incubators and accelerators. My name is Rudy Fallad and I'll be hosting this podcast. Hello and welcome to Voice of Fintech. Today we're going to talk to Eve and we're going to talk about core banking and what can be done about it. Because of course, if you work in an incumbent, you probably would like to maybe be a bit faster, a bit more flexible, but you are very often slowed down by the legacy infrastructure, right? And people talk about going into cloud and changing the core banking infrastructure. But if you work for a listed bank, that's not that easy. But that's where Eve comes in. And that's why we're going to learn more about how to modernize your core banking applications and how to be ready to compete with fintechs. Yes, yes, exactly. I could not have said it better. (laughs) All right. How are you today? I'm fine. I'm fine. Very happy to be speaking with you today. Brilliant. As I said, you are based in France. So what's your background? How did you get to do what you do today? And essentially, you are running a startup or you are an entrepreneur. So why become an entrepreneur and not to work for one of the big incumbents? To tell you what happened to me, I did work with a large company. Since I started working, which is many years ago, I I was passionate by the innovation inside banking world. So I've been working for 15 years as the director of innovation of Gemalto. And Gemalto was the world leader in smart cards. So I worked on this tra- fantastic evolution of the payment systems, of the strong authentication security mechanism. And that was my job for 15 years. So I w- really lived, went through all the evolution of the bank before the cards were really popular until everybody had a smart card in their pocket and often even several smart cards in their pocket. And I left this, this wall of smart card because I saw the phone arriving, especially the smartphone. And at that point, I thought that the banks were going to completely re, re-engineer, redesign their offer. And uh, so I started working. I created Skelet. And I focused on how the new technology was going to force the bank to evolve and to transform themselves. All right. So what's the problem that you're solving? Does your core banking solution leverage the cloud? What does Khalid provide to banks? These are your key clients. Yeah, our clients are banks. Let me go straight to the point. Banks today, every bank in the world, we work in 38 countries. Every bank in the world are working, operating with a very old technology, with a technology that was designed in the 70s. What happened was that IBM met with Citibank and they created the first core banking. And at that time, every bank left the old-fashioned technology that was mainly paper-based and they became computerized with the core banking. And they haven't changed their core banking since then. They are today, all the banks are today working with this technology that is extremely, let's say, efficient, extremely rugged, but very old. And our vision is that the banks now 
because of the arrival of many new technology, let me name them, we're speaking about the cloud, the real time, the mobile, the latest technology, meaning the latest security technology, I'm sorry, and also the open architecture. And those five technologies are going to force the bank to go from one generation of core banking to the next. And what we have designed at Scalit is the next generation core banking. Now, of course, the core banking and next generation is a big problem. Now, let's dive into it a little bit more because you said that you do work for incumbents, of course, they need to get to the next level. But what about neobanks? Because sometimes they just start as doing a great user experience, onboarding millions of clients, providing bank account for free. And then what? Right? After five years, you need to make money. And either you start charging for things that were free and you alienate people, or you will start adding products. And yeah. for this, can you help as well? Because obviously yeah. it becomes a lot more complex than one app that works on iPhone, right? Well, a banking system is much more than the app. And if, in fact, if you speak about apps, many banks, uh, let's say classic banks, think that they become digital because they have an app. The app is yeah. just a very small part of the issue. The issue is how you manage the money, how you budget the account, how you manage your offers, how you manage your local ecosystem, how do you connect to the rest of the world, and this is what it's all about. So now, if you speak about neobanks, neobanks, it's like in every industry. Neobanks are new newcomers, new people that come on the market with new technology and new ideas. Obviously, some of them are going to succeed, some of them are not going to succeed, and the old-fashioned banks, the established banks, are going to inspire themselves to, they're going to sometimes acquire new banks, or they're going to create their own new banks, but the idea behind is that they will have to move from their old-fashioned way of doing banking to the new-fashioned way of doing banking, and neobanks are showing the way. So they are, they are like the people that experience the first, the, the digital technology and the new way to do banking. And some of them will hopefully grow, add new services. And people like, like us, Skelet is offering to those neobanks all the tools to do that. Of course, our customers are also neobanks, but they are often neobanks created by Incubant Bank. I see. Understood. Now... If you say, all right, they want to add new products, etc. So is your solution modular? How does that work? Is it like a Lego or not? You need to just subscribe to Scalit and then activate each module as you go. I have two answers for that. The first answer is, of course, yes, we are completely modular. All of our customers have the same software and they activate one function or not, depending on what they want to do. But I would add more. We are leaving a world where there were a banking system that was designed to serve everyone, to serve everybody. And now banks realize and they know that they have to serve each of us and each of us has different need. Therefore, in order to serve me, to serve you properly, they need to interface their, their IT system with other actors, with external partners, with new feature providers that are going to, together with the bank, deliver to me something specific to me that I will be happy to live with. And this is the all, the, the, there is the all issue. How do you build new offer for populations that are requesting specific services from the bank? I see. So basically it's personalization, right? It's new features or personalized features, but also sometimes you discover what new features you need and you need to react more quickly. So can you help with getting those new features to market as well? The 
it's behind your question, you have all the issue of cost and time to market, which is link. Longer it is, more expensive it is. Uh, one of the benefits of the digital core banking that we provide is the speed of implementation of new features compared to the legacy system. The legacy system is, uh, I used to say, that they had to comply with the constraints of the roadmap. And the roadmap of the bank was always two, three, four, five, six years. The idea with the digital bank is that you're going to be able to work in parallel and you're going to be able to serve specific customers at a low cost and at a much shorter time to market. This is really the, one of the best, some of the most important benefit of the digital banks. All right. And coming back to these technologies, you mentioned five technologies, but often when people talk about new generation of core banking, it equals cloud. So to you, it's equal and or and more, or how does that work? Is basically all your software is in the cloud or how does that work? Okay. So the cloud is, uh, of course, key. We, we, all our all our operations are in the cloud. Now, cloud can be a private cloud, can be a local cloud, can be a sovereign cloud. Some people, some of our customers host their cloud in their own facility. But for us, it is a cloud, meaning the technology is a cloud technology. Now, and we work with cloud providers. This is a matter of having the latest, the most scalable, the most evolutive solution for the bank. Okay, understood. So if I were a CEO of a major European bank, you already mentioned that you are in many countries, right? So you work with lots of incumbents. But if you come to a new potential client, so if I were a CEO of a major European bank, why should I hire Scully? Because there are also other providers out there who say the future of core banking is in the cloud. Now the banks understand it. Or you have cloud providers and then you can hire the IT consultants like Accenture and TCS. They can all help you to get there. So what's the angle for Sky? I think it's a, you have different answer. First of all, you need to compare the features and to compare the offer itself. And I'm not going to go through that now because, of course, it's not the, your question is why Scaly? Let me be a little bit, I don't know if it's visionary or political, whatever. But in every business, speak about the car industry, speak about the food industry, speak about the medical industry, of course. You see the vaccine and the, all that. None of the disruptive technology came for the legacy providers because legacy providers, by definition, it's extremely hard for them to change the rules. It's extremely difficult for them to bring a complete new way of doing what they've been doing for many years to their customers. And not only because it's new and it's different, it's also because the cost and the price structure is completely different. And therefore, there is no hope for the bank to evolve with the legacy providers that would come and pretend that they can be cloud-based. All the keywords are there, but the actual delivery of something that is going to be innovation and disruption cannot be done by legacy system, by legacy providers. And this is proven, and I'm not going to give you the list of the adventure or ventures that have been transforming all those industries, but you know them by heart. And, and we belong to those newcomers. We belong to those new, uh, innovative, extremely dynamic uh, companies, fast growing, that are going to bring to banks, like it happened in telecom, like it happened in car business, bring to banks this new, uh, completely re reimagined, not only what the bank will deliver to a customer, but its business model, the business model, the process that they're going to use to, to deliver the service, and therefore, of course, the feature that they will provide to their customers. 
All right, and compared to the newcomers, so I, I get that on the legacy providers, but there are also some newcomers who do well, the well, transition newcomer, to cloud, yeah? It's a classic answer. The market is tremendous. It's very big because we need to upgrade every bank. And by the way, every bank in the world are speaking on the board level, how do I bring digital technology to our operation? So every bank is a potential target. We have a few competitors on, on, on the market. When there is no competition, there is no market. So we are very happy to have competition and we compete. And we, depending on the request or the, 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 the need of a given customer, we are going to win the, the business or we won't. Or the actual digital banking, core banking system market is growing is being carried by us as an actor and other competitors. What's your technology angle? We talked about cloud a lot. So come, let's come back to these five technologies you said okay. that underpin your solution. So how do they help banks to be better banks? I can list them again, but it's obvious what they bring. The real time is something that you cannot imagine the difficulty and the challenge to, to activate real time features to legacy systems. We speak about years of developments and millions of dollars of investment. So I'm just saying we are natively real-time. So We are so real-time that even the accounting is real-time. Every movement in the bank is treated real-time from one, one, one end to the other, okay? So the second one is a cell phone. A bank that was designed at a t the process of the bank, that was designed at a time when everybody had a pencil and they had to go to the local branch to make every operation, which is the case of every bank today, legacy bank that are operated today, obviously the fact that we all have a smartphone and that we are all active and connected full-time makes the whole process of delivering the banking services uh, different, new, innovative. So we have included in our platform all the need, all the potential of the mobile phone technology to be used by our customers in a very easy and natural way, okay? It goes much further than just an app. It's a matter of process and architecture. Now, if I keep going, the security, well, security as your security in bank is very important and uh, feature old-fashioned, sorry, old-fashioned banks have been upgrading the system weeks after weeks, month after month, years after years. You have hundreds of layers of security features that have been added to, to, to the old system. It is obviously more efficient and answering better to the need to have a complete new architecture that is built on the latest solutions for security. And like, okay, we can go in details, but this is the idea of changing generation, is upgrading immediately to the top level of security included in the architecture itself of the core banking. Now we're speaking about open architecture is something that is extremely critical. The bank is becoming the manager of a local ecosystem with many different connection with the outside, connection to their customers, but also connection to partners, connection to actors of the local economy that is going to build with them new solutions and some new offer. It is impossible for the old-fashioned system that was designed not to be open. The classic core banking is designed specifically to be impossible to open by definition. And our core system has been, by using the latest technology, allows to connect and to interface with the outside. And then brings a fantastic potential of innovation and fitting with customers' needs. The banks have been, have been, I would say, aware from our everyday life. That we have changed. Bank hasn't changed. 
we have changed. We became like a mobi mobile. We use real-time services, mobile and te telecom services extremely freely, extremely on our, it's like a new way to live for us. And the banks are still with the same architecture. So this is what we are changing. We are bringing to the banks the tools to enter the 21st century with a, as a leader in this innovative field, which is the service to the customer. I see. So that's great. That's clear. Now, let me hold you to this. You said service to the customer. So I understand your solution, the software, etc. But if I'm a CEO of a major bank, I'd like to migrate to this new solution. So yeah. will you help me? The idea there is that I understand and we know the difficulty, the, I would say, yeah, the difficulty to move, to migrate from the old architecture to the new one. It's not by delaying this operation that is going to solve it. We, banks will have to migrate. There is no doubt. We cannot stay forever with a system that is with Fortran and COBOL code inside the, some layers that we cannot even touch anymore. There is a real weakness and even a threat on the banks that cannot maintain or could be exposed to some risk because of the edge of the architecture. So now, facing this migration issue, I'm not going to tell you that it's easy. We just come and we migrate. Of course not. And I don't think migration is the right word. What I would say for a classic Western bank is that the CEO, to speak about the CEO of the bank, should consider creating a new platform with a new offer for new customers or for customers that he cannot really serve properly with the old architecture. This new architecture is going to start at a, I would say, reasonable size, and it is going to allow his team, his IT system, to get used and to learn about those digital architectures that change completely the way they manage their operation. And this new operation that we could call in-house neobank is going to grow. It's going to grow because there will be more and more demand, specific demands. And the idea, it's exactly like the car industry did. The car industry, when the car, electric car came in, they didn't stop making the old-fashioned car, the gasoline, etc. They, they didn't stop, but they stopped innovating in those. And all the innovations came to the electric platform. It's exactly the same thing that has to happen in banks. I'm not going to say that they have to stop their old system because the system works. It's fine. It's doing the work that, that we need to do today perfectly. But for all the innovation, for all the new segments, for all the new ideas, they should be basing their operation on digital core banking, and that will grow. It's designed to connect, so there is no issue of connecting both. And the idea there is to move it on a less painful, or I would say more smooth path to digital than to speak about migration. All right, but just to be clear, do you provide consultants that will help me to, whether you call it implement it or migrate? All of our customers are working with consulting firms. So we do not provide a consulting possibility in Scalit because we are a software developer, but, but we work with a full team of consultants that are usually chosen by our banks. Our customers, our customers, they clearly said that they like the idea of having consultants that come from one, one, let's say, organization and the software being brought by another one more specialized. So we are not a consulting firm. We are delivering a software package. But the, all our customers, of course, are using the, the consulting firm that, that we work with. And we have a full range of consultants that, that are helping our customers to work with us. So 
What are your plans for scaling up? You said that you are present in 30 countries or so, that every bank is a target. So is it as simple as ringing up every CEO on the planet? Or are you thinking of expanding your services? You said your product company, your software company, that's great. Do you want to add more features to it or go deeper into certain modules? Or is it really just about covering this huge market and this huge transition that needs to happen? Okay, so the, in your question, there is a, the question about geography. Okay, we have a an, I would or say whichever a, way you want to scale up. It may that's not right, be that's that. Right. Yeah. So we, we our job is to design the next generation core banking system for every bank. So obviously, we're not going to have off the shell in a few minutes or in a few months uh, a package that can serve everyone. So we are going to target geographically first. We are going to target Western Europe as a priority. Then Africa also, because Africa is an extremely interesting continent where the banking system is just basically not developed. And they're going to leapfrog the old technology to go straight to the digital bank. This is due to the pressure of telcos that are pushing the banks to evolve. So this is an exciting part of the world. The rest of the world is going to come step by step when we will have a good reference in Western Europe and a little bit Eastern Europe and and Africa, we will start growing to the rest of the world. Now, if someone calls us and we don't have a sales organization or a support organization from, I would say, another part of the world that is not included in what I just said, we're not going to just not answer. We're going to analyze if our offer could fit with their need, if it requires some, some specific development or not. Uh, we speak about regulation, etc., etc., and if our offer fits with what they need, we have no objection to deliver it to them. But we are not going to be actively developing that those countries because of resource management. This is uh, this is what we do. Understood, understood. So you are a product company, understood. Now, still, the product that you have developed also needs some more development constantly, right? Yeah. So just yeah. like your clients, the users. They need to come up with new features. You have to do yeah. the same. So that could be quite intense when it comes to resources. So how big is your team and where are they based? Well, we have seven, we are 75 people. We are based in France. We deliver a new, a new release of our software every two months for everybody. So everybody is upgraded with the latest technology every two months, whatever happens. So the, the, our customers is, is, can use the latest features always. So we, somehow we can say that we guarantee to be always at the top of the technology because it's the, our rhythm of development. I want, I want to emphasize something that when we speak about the latest technology, we're speaking about software process and software development. And the software development process now allows the latest one compared to the legacy systems allows some extremely efficient and short time to market for new features. And therefore we, we do serve this whole range, I mean, for 38 countries and we're all compliant with every regulation with a team of 75 and it's fine. And we're based in Paris because we consider for the efficiency of our developments that to be together makes it more efficient and the quality level gets higher. I see. All right. So obviously it's been a very difficult year. So how do you see the macro outlook for fintechs and for your clients, for banks in France and elsewhere, have you seen any impact so far? Um, for my business, the last years haven't been so dramatic at all. Let me give you an example, which I like to speak about because this is real life. We got a phone call from a bank the day, the week when our president locked France down, when we were all locked in and everybody was at home and we could not go to the office. That bank told us, 
I need a digital bank. I need it. I need to open it extremely fast because there is a need for our population, of course. The COVID and all that thing is coming up. So th this was in March 2020. In September 2020, we opened the bank, and the bank was up and running with. They opened their bank with our software, and uh, and the bank was up and running with all the feature in December 2020. So this is to give you the kind of thing that we can do in period of crisis. When there's a crisis like the one we had, banks did not stop operating and they did not stop requesting innovation and trying to serve better the customer. And since we are designed to, to deliver those platforms and those banks without having to travel, by the way, yeah, we haven't met the customer. Oh, yeah. The customer that I'm speaking about, we, they never came to see us and we never came to see them. They, all that was done by Zoom or whatever, by network. And uh, this is to show you the flexibility and the adaptability of those new technologies. So we could deliver bank without traveling, without meeting the customer and have, with a very short time to market. So that shows that the crisis that we went through was for us almost an accelerator of the expression of the needs from the banks. So now, of course, we have a lot of work. We start to be in a more mature market, meaning the market is getting established and we need to do some, some sales. We need to do marketing. We need to meet the customers, definitely. But I wanted to emphasize the fact that the technology allowed us to be rather resilient in such a difficult time. And it was also helpful, which is not the case for all the sectors, but in payments, in digital banking, definitely, yes, I understand. Yeah. How do you make money, though? You, it's a license fee, or is it per user? What's the business model here? It's a it's a license fee, which is a license meaning we are in the SaaS business, so our customers pay us by the number of people that use the platform. So we grow our revenue, grow with the growth of the customer, and we have a we invoice. I would say a reasonable setup. And after that, it's only a question of operation. What, whatever we are, I would say, proportion, our revenue is proportional, proportionate to the number of users using the platform every month. I see. Understand. So where are you on your journey? We talked about plans to scale up in general, but what's in store for you for the rest of the year and early next year, for example? So the, for us, the key in our in our evolution today, the key action for the next 12 months is to ha to to build, and we are in the process of doing it, to build a good reference in large bank in Europe. So we already have one, which is a, a La Banque Postale in Paris, where we installed a neo bank called Easiness with our platform. They they got rid of their old fashioned uh, core banking and we replaced it with ours. And the idea now. For our next step today is to do the same type of operation with other banks similar to the Bank Postal, to the Bank Postal in France or in Europe, and hopefully more than one. I see. That's great. So what's your call to action? What's the best way for people to reach out? And what kind of people would you like to hear from most? That could be potential banking clients or employees or investors. What would you like to discuss first, maybe? What I, the most important for us is to get some type of dialogue with either the CTO or the CEOs of banks. If a CTO of a bank is looking for innovative platform in order to bring more flexibility and more cost-effectiveness to his operation, they should speak to us. All right. So where do they find you? They can find us. Of course, we have email. We are we're in Paris. We, we, you can call us. You can go on the web and we have our website. You can contact us. We have uh, many contacts every day that we answer to and we'll be happy to be connected that way. 
So it's www.scalit.com. S-K-A-L-E-D, I'm sorry. All right. So thank you very much, Yves, and good luck to you and Scalit. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Voice of Fintech podcast. If you haven't already, check out also voiceoffintech.com, where you will find all the episodes and additional resources related to the podcast. You can also subscribe to Voice of Fintech on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or any other podcast app that you like. If you have any suggestions on the topics or guests or how to make this podcast better for you, please email us at info at Happy to hear from you. Thank you.